Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 161. Surprise! My name is Pete, and joining me tonight are Matt. What's up, everybody? And Tom. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. A couple of surprises that we're going to talk about on this episode. And I know Tom teased this already on the Twitter. So I know I, hopefully hopefully we've got some interested people. So first surprise is Matt's here. Surprise! What's up, everybody? I'm happy to be here. Um, and, you know, honestly, this I couldn't miss this episode. I'll just I'll throw that out there for obvious reasons. So second surprise is this is the last episode. No, I'm I mean, kidding. It's not really, it's not really a surprise. I was going to say, we stopped on episode 161. That seems kind of random. We should have stopped well, at 150 if we were going to stop. Honestly, Pete, I would have let that go a couple of seconds because, I mean, Matt has to be here for obvious reasons because it's the end. I mean, he, I don't was Matt, I know Matt was on the first episode because we tried to give him some more responsibilities with the intro and the outro, and it just didn't work. Yeah, well, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a good thing. Well, what a lot of people don't realize is I've actually been here for every single episode. Sometimes, these, sometimes these guys just don't let me talk. That's that's fair. That's fair. There are episodes you are here where you just say hello at the beginning, maybe a couple of comments, and then you go totally silent. I like I like to let you guys really carry the episode. Um, I think you guys are obviously had more Disney trips than I have during the time of this podcast. So I kind of let you guys talk and. You know, I, I get a lot of a lot of messages from our listeners that say I'm the favorite. So maybe maybe I should talk more. Maybe you should. I mean, if you're if, if that's true, if you're not just making that up, which I mean, who knows, right? You could be. Let's let's uh Pete, let's let's do the news and then visit our sponsor and then and then we un- unveil the surprise, the true surprise of the episode. Okay. Nope. I I I think that's I think that's a good plan. Let's Let's pause for a second here. Well, let's do the news first, then we'll hear from Kingdom Strollers, and then and then we'll go to the surprise. It's a big one. It's a really big one. Yeah, so while they do the news, I'm probably just not going to talk a lot because Pete, Pete captured the news this week, and I have no idea what he's going to say, so I'm as surprised as you are. So surprise number two. I have no idea what's happening. The, the news is going to be a surprise for Matt as well. And I don't know what's going on, but my audio, my uh, microphone volume just keeps adjusting itself. So we'll try to we'll try to deal with that. Um, so the news is going to be a little bit different because I did it instead of Tom this week. So, uh, I've got these kind of arranged by theme more so than anything else. So, uh, first, uh, first I've got a couple of, uh, couple of just housekeeping points, a couple of things that Disney's doing a little bit differently. Uh, they are removing a lot of the distancing markers from queues. You know, I saw Millennium Falcon Smugglers run is having the extended uh, queue distancing markers removed. Uh, I saw Main Street USA where they had markers set up for the cavalcades. Those are all getting uh, getting removed as well. And um, so you're just seeing this a lot. Haunted Mansion, the extended queue distancing markers are being removed. So this tells me one of two things is going to happen. A, Disney's expecting crowd levels to just completely plummet going into the summertime, which I, I don't expect to happen. B, they're expecting there to be no distancing whatsoever and the queues just to go back to how they were 
or C, they're going to open FastPass or some other form of FastPass. Yeah, I think probably most likely would be B, that, that distancing will continue to shrink. And, and then I think at a later date, you're either going to see FastPass or a replacement for FastPass that's not necessarily included in your, in your admission. You know, there are a lot of rumors that Disney is heavily considering uh, something called, I think it was maybe the, it was, was it Lightning Pass that I read? I don't know. There, there are a few different names, Lightning Lane, something like that, that Disney is having active discussions regarding this. And that would be a, an add-on expense similar to what you see at Universal in Orlando. So Pete, with this news, do you think there's any opportunity for the single line rider or single rider line to come back into play in the near future? You know, I think we may I think we may see some of that, particularly in light of the fact that Disney is going to more loading every row and not having that separation between parties anymore, right? So you see this in in some of the shows as well as on a lot of the rides that every single seat is filled now. And this does a lot for the throughput of the lines. It does a lot for reducing these extended queues. And and so, yeah, I mean, I I can see as they get this more under control and as they as they get rid of you know some of this distancing. Yeah, I can see that definitely start to happen. Uh, them open these single rider lines up. So going along with that theme, um, there there is some. Uh, sorry, my volume keeps adjusting itself here. We we do have. Uh, we do have a couple of pieces of news regarding just masks. Uh, Orange County has met all of the benchmarks necessary to remove their mask mandate altogether. Uh, and, and supposedly that's by the time this episode releases, that will have already happened. Now, obviously we're not going to be able to predict the future, but, um, but that's the suspicion right now is that this is going to happen. Uh, this could mean Disney could be completely maskless as soon as really next week. Now, I don't think it's going to happen next week, but I can definitely see this happening sooner rather than later. Uh, going along with that, select Walt Disney World cast members are also able to remove their masks now. Uh, and, and these are primarily people that are going to be working by themselves, that are going to be six feet apart from any other workers and from guests. So think like uh, gardeners, think uh, guys in the park, you know, parking lot attendants, that that type of employee. And I think that with this kind of news coming out, I think before long, we're going to see Disney kind of get back to being Disney, which I think is a welcome sign for everyone that loves Disney. Everyone loves their traditional park experience because I mean, I mean, it's been smaller crowds, which has been great, but I think you guys have also talked about how the smaller crowds, doesn't necessarily mean it's less congested. And I think when we start getting these mask mandates waived, you know, the queues being able to have more people, more throughput closer together, that this could happen very fast is kind of my thought process on it. All right. So a little bit of uh, restaurant news. Uh, so we have gotten news that Tusker House is going to be reopening. Um, and that date is going to be June 20th that it's going to be reopening. Uh, there will be characters at Tusker House. Uh, now, this restaurant has not reopened since March, since it initially closed. Uh, it used to be a buffet, but it will not be reopening as a buffet. It'll instead be a uh, family-style restaurant. So so think of like a uh, 
like Liberty Tavern, something where you're going to have Tavern. all the food put on exactly. the table at one time, you know, kind of pass. But it's still a good, it's a good sign. I mean, I can tell you that my Rotary Club actually just opened the buffet line back up. It used to be plated meals and, you know, we're obviously, you know, not in Orlando, but things are changing and they're changing fast. So this is uh, likely to operate similar to how Topolino's Terrace and Chef Mickey's operate with the characters in the restaurant, but not coming up to the tables. You know, not posing for pictures with guests, just being in the restaurant. And and I think it would be very likely that um, you'd get one of these cards with their autographs on it uh, at, at the conclusion of your meal. Um, going along with kind of the restaurant theme here, uh, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, permits have been filed to start putting up walls at this restaurant. Now, I think they started this prior to the closure in March and it hasn't gotten real far, but this is supposed to be a, uh, this is supposed to be a table service restaurant, correct, Tom? I believe so. I don't think it's going to be as good as flame tree, but you know, who knows? Hollywood studios desperately needs, I think more, uh, more table service restaurants. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we talk about this all the time. Um, Man, you get into Hollywood Studios, and I, I mean, Fifties Primetime is probably the only place I would eat in, in all of Hollywood Studios for table service. Yeah, I mean, I, I will eat other places, right? If there's like a fantastic dining uh, dining opportunity, or where you, maybe you do Mama Melrose or Brown Derby Hollywood Vine, I'll do it for fantastic. But just standalone table service meal, it, it's pretty much Fifties Primetime or bust for me. Yeah, and we we talked about this, right? We we talked about uh, on on the phone the other day where uh, where where we would eat at Hollywood Studios, and I think you, what you and I kind of decided was that yeah, the only the only place we would really eat is is at Fifties uh, Prime Time, with the exception of if there was a Fantasmic, then we would go to Mama Melrose or Hollywood Brown Derby or God forbid the awful awful Hollywood and Vine. All right, so just a couple other pieces of news. Uh, Mears Connect, and I, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Disney's going to be ending Magical Express in January of 2022. Mears, which is the company that currently operates Magical Express for Disney, will be replacing that service with something called Mears Connect. Now, I'm assuming that this this will be a paid option for for you. I, I, don't, I don't think you're going to get this for free, certainly. But it will be transportation from MCO directly to your resort at, uh, at Magic Kingdom. Uh, reservations have been delayed for this. Uh, they were supposed to start offering reservations actually last month, and people have not been able to make reservations for this yet. So Nobody really knows why, but the expectation is that service on this is still going to start in January 2022 to offer kind of a seamless transition from Magical Express. And I'll tell you, my last trip, I tried to use Magical Express and the wait was 180 minutes. So we ended up Ubering in. I think that, uh, I think that Magical Express works great when you're not trying to distance people. But when you're seating every other row or every third row, there's just not enough buses to keep it operating. So, a uh, f- couple other things. Have you guys seen the Jungle Cruise? What's happening with the Jungle Cruise? 
I think I think now's the time where we can start saying the old Jungle Cruise and this is the new Jungle Cruise. So we've already talked about Trader Sam being gone, right? And there mm-hmm. being a, a Trader Sam lost and found gift shop at the end of the ride. They have removed the natives and their hut from the uh, from the native celebration scene at the Jungle Cruise now. I'm it's sure more very, to come. very, very different. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure more to come. And then finally, the last thing I want to talk about, and this, doesn't, this, is, this is Disneyland related. Rise of the Resistance has been having some serious problems at Disneyland. And I think this comes from the ride being closed for so long and not operating for so long. Look, these, these, these theme park rides are meant to operate, right? They're meant to run. So when you get an extended shutdown like, like they've had, you know, they develop problems. And, and so I, I know that there was a, a couple day period where Rise of the Resistance has not worked at Disneyland at all. We have not luckily really experienced that at Disney World. We've, we've had a couple days where, where there have been challenges. The ride hasn't opened. But, um, but yeah, if you're planning on Disneyland going riding Rise of the Resistance, uh, make sure it's going to be open before you go. All right. That's all the news I have. Anything else from you guys? No, I'm good. Okay, so let's pause for just a second here from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. Alright, so are we ready to talk about this, this grand surprise? Yeah, if you guys want to talk about it, I can talk about it. You, Tom, are you ready to talk about the surprise? I'm ready. I, I'm just waiting to see who wants to uh, who wants to say it first. Well, the the guys are going back, or the guys are going back to Disney. I guess um, that's the big surprise. And um, the second surprise is I will be with them. That's right. I'm going back to Walt Disney World. I mean, we we never thought it would happen, and this is. I mean, the first time in what twenty-five or thirty years, something like that, at this point. And yeah. and so, I mean, you know, Tom, Matt is going to experience such classics that he's he's never known, like Pirates of the Caribbean, and you know, Space Mountain, and you know, just just rides that he couldn't even have imagined last time he was there. Well, I think the one that I'm most excited about is the Carousel of Progress because I haven't been on that since the World's Fair many many years ago. Yeah, I, obviously we're we're kidding uh, on how long it's been for Matt, but I do want to say that that it's going to be our trivia question later, and so we cannot tell you the last time he went to Disney, but you can play along in uh, in trivia this week. So 
I think that this might be the fastest Mendu Disney trip that has ever come about. Um, I guess it happened on a, what, Saturday night? No, Friday night. Friday night, I texted the group and uh, added a couple of folks that aren't on this podcast. And I said, let's let's plan a Disney trip. And I think within 15 minutes, Pete already had our entire Disney trip planned. I was I was committed. I was locked in in 15 minutes. I think it took Tom 20 minutes to get uh, to get committed because he still had to talk to his wife. But um, yeah, it, it it came together quick and 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 got the ball rolling on it real quick. Yeah, the, the plans came together quickly, but neither of you would agree to buy a ticket until I bought a ticket. So I had to give Tom my credit card number so he could actually maneuver through my my Disney experience because I've never done that before. And um, not only not only did you give Tom your credit card number, you gave me your credit card number too. You just didn't I, know it. I did not know that. Um, Pete, did, did you buy my tickets? No, I did not. But you might want to check your credit card statement. There may be some other charges on there. So that's that's funny. So you've never, I, you know, and I didn't think about that. You you really would not have had any reason to use my Disney experience ever. No, and like the one thing that I've been a little bit jealous of is, you know, I'm always in the group text with you guys, unless y'all are doing your secret, you know, one-on-one text about the podcast. But y'all are always saying, hey, you know, Look at the line right now at Peter Pan's flight, or look at the line at um, Soren. Wow, today would be a great day to be at Disney. And I never really knew how y'all were doing it. But since we've planned this trip and I've downloaded the app, I've spent an inordinate amount of time the last three days really just taking it all in. There's, there's, I mean, there's a lot to see. And, and I'll tell you that, and, and I think kind of the gist of, of what we're going to talk about for the remainder of the, of the, uh, of the episode here is, you know, what our, what our plans are, what our thought process is to, to make sure that, uh, that Matt can see and experience as much as possible in, in the short amount of time that we're going to be down there. You know, this is going to be, this is going to be a whirlwind trip down to Orlando and we're going to try to cram a lot into just a couple of days. But one of the, one of the, Biggest, I guess, disappointments for me, and and we are like roughly a hundred days out from this trip at this point. And so, if if we were a year ago planning this trip, you know, we'd be getting ready. Well, fast passes were sixty days out, I guess. So we'd be getting close to fast passes, but we'd be working on dining plans. You know, we'd be constantly tweaking stuff. Well, the problem is that now we've got park pass, we got park reservations. Like there's nothing else to do until dining reservations open up 60 days in advance. Like you can't can't scramble for fast passes. There's no tweaking fast passes to you know to get the the perfect times. I'm not used to this. I'm I'm used to I I guess there being the the trips happening there being a, a degree of spontaneity in the trips at least in the past year that that you know, I mean, we're planning this three or four months out, really. So it's tough. It's tough for me to uh, to wait right now. So, Tom, I know that you and Pete usually start scheming, like you said, three or four months in advance. You're waking up in the middle of the night, checking dinner reservations, you know, checking opportunities. And obviously, you know, fast pass is not a thing. So how are you handling this? Because I know that you're you're pretty even keel and pretty chill, but I kind of imagine that you know, you're kind of like Pete, like you're, you're excited. You're trying to figure it out. And you know, what, what are you doing right now? Are you just kind of hanging out? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously I'm like Pete. I mean, I've I've talked to Pete every day on the phone about this trip since it got planned and in the books. Um, I I don't know exactly when the trip, what day it got planned, but it was right there before the hundred day mark. And and you guys are as you're talking, I'm realizing I need to update the name of our group text because I think I had it with a daily countdown in it. So I need to I need to fix that, but. Yeah, I mean, I have the reservation finder set. So June, July 11th, it'll start searching for Raglan Road and uh, Ogas, and we can talk about a little bit of our decision making on that for sure. But yeah, I'm I'm jacked up. I mean, I can't believe we finally got the day where Matt's going back. It was pretty much a no brainer with my wife when I when I said, "Hey," it was actually a Saturday night, I think, and I I said, "Hey, these guys are I'm 30." It was it was a weeknight. I'm sorry, and I'm. 30 texts deep and saying Matt was going to Disney. I didn't believe it. And so, uh, yeah, now, now we're, we have it on the books. Tickets are bought, reservations are made. And, and I'm really excited to share, share some of our trip with everybody. <laughs> there's, there's no back it out now. Nope. We're locked in. So, um, I guess really quick, you know, we've talked about some dinner spots. We've talked about, you know, how we're planning our day, but you know, as of right now, the park reservation system for what day you go to which park is still in effect. How have you guys, it's like literally I've just relied completely on y'all. And I know Tom's gone to Disney a million times in the last year. And he kind of got to the point where, Hey, you know, I want to make this trip what, what everybody else wants it to be. And I do think that Tom has kind of separated himself a little bit from that because he, he, you know, we talk about Disney and we have a podcast together and we talk about Disney separately. I mean, Y'all have to be excited to to see things from like me seeing them for the first time. And there's still going to be things that I miss out on because of, you know, COVID, but there's some things that I think are really exciting. So how did y'all go about planning, you know, reservations as far as what you can reserve right now, as far as planning which park to go to in that process? Because that's important for other listeners that are wanting to go. Yeah, well, I mean, first off, I just want to say Tom hates our park reservations. Absolutely just hates them. But- what did you tell me? What did you tell me were the main things that that you wanted to do on this trip? There were there were two main things that you wanted to see, right? Are you talking to me or Tom? To you. Oh, so everybody, knock on wood with me. I want to get on Rise of Resistance. I mean that that is number one. And if I have to, you know, separate myself from the group, and it's possible, I will be trying to get Rise of the Resistance every single day just because I know I can wait in line for Flight of Passage, but Rise of the Resistance is the ride. So so that was number one, and then number two was Flight of Passage, right? So, you know, that that those were the main two things that went into our, our planning. So in order to get, and we can start with Rise of Resistance. Rise of Resistance, you have to have a Hollywood Studios Park Pass to ride Rise of Resistance, right? So... The Hollywood Studios tends to sell out the quickest on the reservation system. So if, if you're plan if if you're looking right now, most of June Hollywood Studios is gone, and a significant portion of July Hollywood Studios is gone, and even into August, a lot of the month Hollywood Studios is gone. Um, eh, maybe not August, but I know June and July they are. So Hollywood Studios is is a. I mean, when I went with my daughter. Back in April, we were not able to get a Hollywood Studios reservation. Now, we were still able to park hop into Hollywood Studios, but because we park hopped, we weren't able to get a Rise of Resistance uh, boarding group. 
So, so that was that was really the the first thing is okay. Well, we need to get a Hollywood Studios park pass. The second thing is you want to ride Avatar: Flight of Passage. There's really only two two good times to ride Flight of Passage now, because you're not going to get a fast pass for it, and that's first thing in the morning or late at night. So, so the second thing that we did was was got a, an Animal Kingdom park pass so that we could do that first thing in the morning. You know, and our our, our time's kind of limited, right? The, the plan is for everybody to get there Wednesday night. We'll go to parks Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then everybody leaves on Sunday. We've we've got this trip so compacted that we're not even going to parks on uh, on Sunday. We think that we can cram all four parks into uh, into three days. How how do how do you plan to do that, Pete? So so right now our reservations are, are uh, and again Tom Tom's got some criticism of this. Well, I'll also say like I'm. I'm learning about this for the first time with the listeners. I have no idea what we're doing, so I'm actually really excited. So, so the plan is to get there Wednesday night, and Tom and Matt, out of the, out of the kindness and generosity of their heart, will hopefully pick me up from the airport, so I don't have to take an Uber in. Uh, we'll go to Hollywood Studio or to uh, Hollywood Studios. We'll go to uh, Disney Springs most likely, and and get some dinner. And I mean, possibilities are endless for for Wednesday night. And we've kicked around some ideas, but I, I don't know. I, that's that's wide open at this point. Yeah, and at this point, remember, let's let's let listeners know. You know, obviously, the three of us are going, and then two of our other friends. So this is a trip for five people. So maybe that complicates some things, but maybe not. You know, as far as dinner reservations go, you know, there's going to be an odd man out on some some rides. But I will say that. At, Really, at any table service restaurant at Disney right now, you, you need to have reservations if you're going to eat any meal there. So we may be yeah. limited to more quick service type type meals on on Wednesday night. And and that reservation that he's mentioning that that's going to be necessary at the resorts and Disney Springs as well as the parks. And I think as we look at the landscape of our trip, I mean it's it's five guys, no wives, just just rolling down to Disney. I you know we don't have to have fine dining, right? I mean I could eat. I could eat Blaze Pizza. I could eat Deluxe Burger. I could eat Chicken Guy. I mean, there's a lot of spots I could stop in Disney Springs and eat. So that's why we're not really stressing about Wednesday. And plus, everyone's arrival time is going to be slightly different. So that's Wednesday night. And and look, I think we it's going to be hard. I mean, I'm probably going to push to go to the boathouse and, and get a, maybe get some oysters on the half shell and, and a few boat drinks out on the docks down there. It's going to be hard not to, not to uh, go too crazy. On but Wednesday we can't. night at the arrival. But we can't because the plan is, and, and you know, I, I'm assuming Hollywood Studios is going to open at either 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. But the plan is for Hollywood Studios on Thursday morning. So, I mean, Matt, you'll get, you know, you'll get, uh, you'll start off the trip with a bang. And that bang, we're, so obviously we'd have to wake up at 7 and the way Pete and I have done boarding passes, boarding groups in the past is we both log on. We're friends with everyone in our group. And the first one that actually feels like, hey, I got it, the other one completely stops, just shuts the phone off and lets that one person run with it. So we will we'll try to get our boarding passes and uh, knock on wood, we're fortunate enough to get those. Pete and I have a, have a little special planned. We're trying to do two Ogas. We're trying to do two visits to Oga. And, you know, I... <laughs> That that's gonna be a pricey day. It's just it's in, dangerous in and of itself. It's dangerous, is is what it is. And but but you know, I really want they limit you to forty five minutes in Ogas right now, and 
there's such a wide variety of uh, of of tasty concoctions to try in Ogas that I really want Matt to get that experience. Well, and the other thing too is just the fact that you know we're going to get a boarding pass, but just because you know we log on at seven a.m., it doesn't guarantee that we're going to have a boarding pass at nine thirty a.m. I mean, we might be in Hollywood Studios throughout the day, you know, waiting for our boarding pass, even though we've talked about Hollywood Studios being you know, a half day park sometimes. And would, would y'all still say that's the case? You know, it's less so than it, than it was, but uh, yeah, I would, I would say it's, you know, you can, you can get everything done in a half day at Hollywood Studios still for sure. For sure. But, but we did buy park hoppers. So in a perfect world, in a perfect world, we're done with Hollywood Studios and both Ogas by two or three and we can hop over to you know, wherever our little heart desires that day, whether that's Magic Kingdom, whether that's flying a little too close to the sun and going into Epcot, I don't know. So yeah, that's that's the plan for Thursday afternoon is we'll we'll hop out of Hollywood Studios at some point, somewhere. And, and like Tom said, you know, we may choose to focus on World Showcase on our Epcot day, and so try to do some rides at Epcot on Thursday night. We may go over to Magic Kingdom and try to get some of those knocked out uh, Thursday night. Yeah, I was going to say, what are the possibilities of three parks in one day? I, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the first time I've done it. Um, you know, you, you waste a lot of time going park to park, but Epcot to Hollywood Studios is not a bad little walk. You know, it's a, well, it's a I, I was thinking, I, yeah, I was thinking about the walk, but I was also thinking of the fact that you know we're going to be having a good time, if you know what I mean. So for sure, for sure, you, know, you start so, out in Hollywood Studios, you go to Epcot, and then you're in Magic Kingdom, and if you're in Magic Kingdom. The good time in some in some instances may be stopped. So, and, and it's where, what time do you want to get the, there? Well, it's wherever the energy uh, energy takes us. Right, we'll let the spirit move us. So that's the plan for Thursday. Thursday night, we have dinner at Chef Art Smith's planned. Uh, I mean, Tom didn't tell me about what didn't you tell me about last time that I was the mac and cheese. The mac the and mac. cheese. Yeah, I didn't know about the mac and cheese. So we'll be getting some mac and cheese. Matt, all I can say about Chef Art Smith is prepare to have your life changed. Well, I'm pumped up. Let's do it. I've never had fried chicken like like old Chef it's Art Smith. Absolutely fantastic. See, I'm glad that you said that because fried chicken might be the last thing I order at a nice restaurant. Well, it's 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 like nine tenths of of what's on the menu at this place. Um, no, no, but what I'm saying is I'm excited about. It. I had fried chicken today for for lunch. You know, one of my one of my friends has a gas station, so I had gas station chicken. <laughs> but what what I'm saying is like, okay, that's exciting. I'm, I'm I'm fired up for that. And so, okay, so just to recap with everybody, get down there Wednesday. We're going to Disney Springs, where we might go to the boathouse. We might have oysters in the half shell, a couple boat drinks. You know, we're going to be, you know, maybe some maybe go to Raglan Road for Raglan Road for some bread pudding for dessert. I mean, we we have. You know, the world is our oyster. We can do what we want. And so then we wake up and Thursday, we're going to hit Hollywood Studios. We're going to try and get on Rise of the Resistance. We have two Oga, trip, Oga trips planned. And then we're going to fill in the rest of the day with a lot of fun at Hollywood Studios. And longtime listeners know that as of right now, Hollywood Studios is my favorite park at Walt Disney World. So I'm excited for that. And then, you know, we have the opportunity to bounce to other parks. We have the park, park hopper. So then... Friday. What's the plan Friday? We're through our first day and a half-ish. So Friday, we have a park reservation at Animal Kingdom. Uh, so now Animal Kingdom typically opens the earliest out of all the parks. Uh, so 
you know, we'll, we'll need to we'll need to be up relatively early Friday morning to uh, to be at Animal Kingdom at seven oh five ish, and uh, we'll go right over and uh, and hop on Flight of Passage. So when you when you talk about Flight of Passage, one of the things that I've learned over the past couple of days is like that line is always forever long. So even if you get to Animal Kingdom first thing in the morning, how long should you still anticipate waiting? So I, I will tell you on my last trip, my my wife and I and and my child got there probably ten after seven. And uh now we did a rider swap. So I walked pretty much all the way to the front of the line, didn't didn't stop until I got to the pre-show area. Uh so I, I would say that my entire wait and from from Starting in the line until I got onto the ride was probably ten minutes, maybe fifteen. But so now, I, if you want to do that later in the day, that's not you're not going to find a ten minute wait, even at park closing. No, and and you know, park closing it gets closer to an hour, but uh, but you're gonna you're gonna pretty consistently see that see that at you know 100, 110, 120 minutes throughout the day. So what I'm excited about is, Pete, you have to have the direct route there. Like, you know the fastest way to get there. You're going to be Disney dad walking. I'm going to have to keep up. I'm not a dad yet. I don't, I, I'm kind of worried about keeping up with Pete, to be honest, because he's got this thing down pat. I, I wouldn't be. They, uh, they're pretty good about directing you where you need to go. And literally everybody in the park is sprinting back to, uh, to Pandora as fast as they can. And there's only one way to get there because they close off the, uh, the other access. And and this is one thing I was going to add, and I know I've said this on podcast, so I want to make sure it's clear. A couple things. One, we don't have any of these reservations made yet as far as food and, and ogas go. That's, that'll come at a later date. Two, I have said, hey, when you, when the crowd zigs, you have to zag. And I've, I've even said maybe go do Expedition Everest first thing in the morning. I stand by that if you're not there kind of ahead of the opening crowd. If, if you say the park opens at 7 and you walk up at 7.05, yeah, you should go to Expedition Everest. You've missed the wave that's run into Flight of Passage. But if the park opens at 8 and you're there at 7.15, you should go to Flight of Passage. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that because you 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 get that big rush. The line gets up to 200 minutes and then it drops down after that as those people flow through the park. So you're absolutely right. I, I think if you're going to be there first thing, I mean, you need to be there an hour before park open and you need to be – because what Disney's doing right now and what they're doing at all the parks in my experience is – when they open the parking lot, you get out of your car and you walk straight through the gate and, and pretty much everything's open at that point, an hour so, before an hour before it's supposed to open. So one thing that I'm pretty excited for in, in, in a little bit, you know, actually, I'll go ahead and open it up now. So um, I have avoided all spoilers on the two big rides that I want to ride. I, ha- I know nothing about Flight of Passage and I know nothing about Rise of the Resistance. Like, I don't know a darn thing. I've heard you guys talk, but oftentimes I'll walk out of the room when y'all start talking about those rides. And even when I talk to my friends who've been to Disney and they're like, oh my gosh, this ride was so awesome. I just, I'm like, that's all I need to know. So I'm really excited for the episode after our trip because I'm going to be coming at this from somebody who hasn't done it, you know, five times, six times like you and you and Tom have. But um, so Animal Kingdom, the rest of Animal Kingdom, i pretty much seen and i know what i'm getting um i'm excited for it don't get me wrong and then saturday go ahead tom oh whoa 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 yeah, whoa. whoa 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 you're Before missing we leave you're missing Kingdom. the best part oh oh we're, yeah. we got we, we got to talk about yeah yeah 
So, so let me add two more things on Friday. One, Satula Canteen. I mean, yeah. we're going to eat there. Best, best part of, it, of Animal Kingdom. If, if I have my way, I'll try to get us on the standby line at Nomad Lounge if we have time. But also, we have always said Animal Kingdom is our Sunday park because we can leave by noon. And so we plan to probably leave by noon or shortly thereafter. And and this is why I think it's – this is just my opinion. I'm talking out loud a little bit, and, and obviously we've got 98 days to critique this thing. But I this is why I think it's important that we hop to Magic Kingdom after Hollywood Studios because that – Freeze us up if maybe maybe Matt has said, "Hey, I've seen everything I want to do at Magic Kingdom. Let's go. I want to go back to Hollywood Studios, or I want to, man, I'll, let's go to Epcot tonight." That that frees up our Animal Kingdom afternoon, or maybe, hey, you guys have talked about Abracadabra or some of these other places. I want to go see those, and so we will hop out of Animal Kingdom. We will likely not stay later than one or two o'clock at the absolute latest. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and, and after I would, we eat Satuli, we'll I would hop say bef- I would say we'll leave before that because. You know, even even if we do decide we want to go to another park, we won't be able to get in until two, and noon we'll have that noon to two to do you know a couple hours to do whatever we want. So what's what's really fun about this if if we have some listeners that remembered what Tom said about the trivia question, you can kind of put context clues together to figure out when the last time I, when the last year I visited. But one of the fun things is like I want to do everything y'all do. I'm like a listener, like y'all, y'all talk about these things. And you know, what, what I don't want this trip to be is what does Matt want to do? That's not it. Matt wants to do two things and I want to experience Disney in a way I haven't before, because I mean, quite frankly, this is going to be a very, very new trip to me in a lot of, a lot of ways. And it's not just the big rides. It's the different restaurants that, because when we were younger going to Disney, we didn't go to these restaurants that are potentially off, you know, outside the parks or we didn't, Matt, you know, Look at our look at the last trip that you and I did together. I mean, we went to the parks at at Rope Drop, and we stayed in the parks until they kicked us out at night, right? And and even afterwards at the at that extra hours event. So yeah. so yeah, we didn't do a whole lot outside the park. So yeah, I mean, maybe we pop over to Wilderness Lodge and go to Geyser Point. Maybe we pop over to the Boardwalk and go to Abracadabra. I mean, there's there's a lot there's a lot that we can do outside the parks, but. We still have the ability after two o'clock to go to whatever park we want. Yeah, and I think I think that's fun. And that's where I was kind of talking about the Magic Kingdom earlier because what I can tell is Magic Kingdom is still probably the park that stays open the latest. Mm, typically, it's typically it's going to be Epcot, but I will say that since you've since you were at Disney last, Magic Kingdom is probably the park that has changed the least, right? So you know you're gonna have you're gonna have the old standbys and and you're gonna have you know the the same rides that were there before, uh, but uh, but it doesn't have anything huge, new, and exciting like like these other parks do. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. And thinking about Magic Kingdom, I do have one request, Pete, for my trip. Yeah, it's not open, so we can't eat there. Casey's Corner. <laughs> no, sir, not open. And you know why it's not open? Well. That's okay. We can still hit the great movie ride while we're in Hollywood Studios, right? Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> so let's let's go on to Saturday before uh, before I punch you over your great movie ride comment. So Saturday, this is the part that Tom hates about our planning for this, and and this may change. We have another Hollywood Studios Park Pass reservation Saturday morning, and I'll tell you why. 
Matt really wants to get on Rise of the Resistance. If we do not get on Rise of the Resistance Thursday, Saturday morning gives us another shot to do it. Because again, you cannot get a, a, uh, a boarding group if you don't have a reservation at Hollywood Studios. Now, my plan, and, and I may be wrong here because Epcot may sell out, but my plan is if we get on Rise of the Resistance Thursday to swap the Hollywood Studios reservation into an Epcot reservation. And as we get closer to the trip, we'll see if that's realistic or not. You know, I mean, these parks have been booking out, you know, the week before they're all booked typically. So that may not happen. But my thought process here is worst case, and we would have to actually go to Hollywood Studios because you can't park hop until you've gone to the park. But worst case, Epcot doesn't open until 11 o'clock anyway. So worst case, we lose three hours in Epcot because we're not able to get in there until 1.30 or so. It's still a very bad case because if we haven't had a chance to hop to Epcot and knock out some attractions, you basically say World Showcase or attractions. Correct. Correct. And, and, and I think that we will have plenty of time to hop to Epcot and do some attractions if we want to. Yeah. And I think that the big thing there, and I totally get where Tom Tom's coming from on this one, you know, that's where, you know, honestly, Pete, if it's even just me and you that hold that Hollywood studios and the other guys want to do an Epcot. I'm a okay with that. Like a okay. Even if it's just me, like I don't mind going solo. Like that's what I'm saying. Like this, this trips for everybody, not just me. So maybe that's a way to, to fix that particular scenario. But I understand a hundred percent because I mean, Tom, you, you love Epcot. I mean, you're some of your favorite rides are in Epcot. I mean, where does test track rank for you, Tom? Test track. No, I mean, I don't know if it's the favorite attractions. I I enjoy I enjoy the World Showcase quite a bit, and and to uh, to give up a few hours at the World Showcase and also not get to do any rides in the morning. I mean, I like Frozen. I like Journey to Imagination. I I actually don't hate the idea of three of us or two of us holding Epcot and the rest of us holding Hollywood Studios. I, we can talk off off air about that actually. And, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's just throwing something out there. Um, so what are you guys most excited? Because we kind of talked about what we want to do. So Saturday, we want to you know, be in Epcot. We want to be doing World Showcase. We want to be experiencing the culture of the rest of the world in a very cultured way. Um, so so what are you guys looking forward to on this trip? I mean, I, and I'm going to be selfish here. Like, what do y'all really want me to see? Like, if there's one thing we got to do that we haven't talked about yet. So obviously, like, Rise, obviously, Flight of Passage. I mean, Slinky Dog, those kind of things. But, like, what's something outside of attractions? So, so I'll tell you, let me, let me start on this, Pete, because I went, I went a number of years without going to Disney and, uh, it was probably four or five years at least. And my now wife and I went together for, I think we just went to two, two days. We maybe did Hollywood and Magic Kingdom or something like that. And just seeing it again, I mean, like the whole rush of emotions, memories, all that, just seeing Cinderella's castle, seeing Epcot. I mean, I, I remember one time I was down there and I was on the phone with Pete and I, I didn't even have tickets and I was just driving around Disney World property and I actually got stuck in the ticket line and had to tell the Disney cast members, I, twice, I don't have a ticket to turn me around. <laughs> twice. Yeah. Because I just, I was driving too close to see everything. But so that's number one. But then as it relates to like things you haven't seen, I mean, I'm excited for you to see Toy Story Land. I think Toy Story Land's awesome. I, obvi- the obvious answer is to say Pandora or to say- Or Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge. Edge. Yeah. Well, you know, 
for me, a couple things. One, if Trader Sam's is open, you can throw these plans out the window because we're going to be at Trader Sam's. I don't, I don't care how we make that happen. But, but two, I mean, Disney Springs. I, I think that when you, the first time I went back to Disney Springs, you know, because I, I can remember Pleasure Island and, and what was there during that time period. But my first time seeing Disney Springs again in the last, you know, 10 years or whatever, like it is incredible how, how much that, that place has grown and how much is there now. So I've actually been to Disney Springs since the last time I've been at Disney, been to Walt Disney World. That's um, true. That's but, true. But I mean, I honestly, I mean, I definitely think that's 100% still going to have changed. Um, I mean, we went to Raglan Road. We went to the bowling place. I mean, we had we made a night of it. You know, I was there with the cor- corporate event. So, you know, we didn't go in the parks. We just did, you know, that. We just went to Disney Springs. You know, and, and the other thing that I'll say is, and and I don't know if this happens or not, Maybe we maybe we try to sneak over to the Riviera Friday night and uh, and hit up Topolino's Terrace. Um, I mean, the Riviera is a gorgeous hotel. Topolino's Terrace is, you know, to me one of my favorite restaurants at Walt Disney World. I've I've eaten there twice now. I've eaten breakfast there and I've eaten dinner there. I had a fantastic time both both times there. So who knows? Maybe maybe we sneak over there Friday night and. Uh, and and try to try to catch a late dinner there. I'm down. I mean, one thing that I don't know if it's going to be able if it's going to be possible, but you know, you mentioned Galaxy's Edge and you mentioned Pandora. Watching the transition from day to night is something that we we might not hit on, and that's something that you know just gives me ammunition to why I need to take my wife. And the same ex- the same excitement y'all have right now is I cannot wait to take my wife. To Walt Disney World, especially after I've gone. We know we talked about it forever, like, hey, we're going to go together. But, you know, timelines just don't work out that way. So, I mean, she's really excited for me to go. But I'm going to be excited to experience things. You know, maybe we'll save some things that I don't do that I do with her the first time. And that's still fun, too. You know, I think this is just going to open up Pandora's box. And we're going to be at Disney like Tom and his wife were. Oh, annual passes, going every weekend, you know, having a blast. But I'm so excited for Disney. It's it's crazy, and I I think that's going to be the case I, because once you get outside the parks and you see everything else that's there, that that to me is what draws me back more so than more so even than the parks. And and you talk about it like when we first started this podcast, the big thing we were like you know leading up to was the fiftieth fiftieth anniversary. You know, all these things are going to come. And I think right now, especially for me, I'm hitting the park at a great time where there are new things. And I'm probably like the typical Walt Disney World guest. I go once every five to 10 years, you know, and obviously we have folks that are just like me. And we also have folks that listen to this podcast that, you know, are like Tom and try and go every opportunity they can. And like you, Pete, to try and go every opportunity. But there's still so much more waiting in the wings. And the reason that this trip happened I was actually listening to you guys on a podcast I wasn't on and started hearing about, okay, well, restrictions are kind of getting lifted. And, you know, I was seeing stuff and, you know, just in the news where things are getting lifted all over the country. And I was listening to you guys talk and I got so excited that I just pulled the trigger. I, I forgot about the rat ride. The rat ride's going to be open, right? Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> no, no. It will not be open in September. I thought it was open in August. No. 
October first. Ah, uh, October first. Well, well, we know we know some cast members. Maybe we can get on for a sneak peek. I doubt it, but we're gonna try for sure. Well, I mean, one of our buddies, like he's huge with the the, the rat ride. He wanted to go. Wasn't he trying to get on there like a year ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. As I've mentioned a couple of times, we've got a little over three months till this trip. So this will probably not be the last episode on this. I mean, obviously, we, uh, we'll, we'll discuss this on, uh, on a later date. I'm thinking, I mean, we can, get, we can start getting reservations in July for restaurants and ogas. So I would think we'll revisit it at least after that at some point. And look, who knows? Our plans have already, every day, every day there's a new wrinkle floating around. So... We'll probably have to update this. Yeah, and honestly, we don't want this to be every podcast going forward. It's exciting for me. I think it's exciting for Tom and Pete, and and I hope you guys are experiencing some of the excitement that I'm that I have because this is going to be a lot of fun. I hope you guys all get to Walt Disney World soon. And um, if you guys think of things that we haven't talked about that you think is a great idea, you know, hit us hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on um, our email. But um, we we won't we probably won't talk about this until we can actually start doing more plans. So, but or until big news, that's a surprise, and it's it's a good day. All right, Tom, trivia secret. What do you got? Yeah, so really, really short week. Um, if you remember on our episode one sixty, we did not do a trivia and secret. So the trivia question that I'm going to give you the answer to is all the way back from episode one fifty nine. But we'll start secret of the night. Uh, did you know? And I don't even know why this is a secret. This was a little lazy on my part, but I, I guess I've never noticed this, and now I'm going to look. In Magic Kingdom, the light fixtures are different in Frontierland. They're actually old-fashioned lanterns everywhere. I've never noticed that. So, yeah, it's something something to notice. That's the secret of the night. Trivia from uh, a few weeks ago, the Haunted Mansion queue is loaded with great tributes in the gravestones. Who is the tombstone named in memory of Grandpa Mark referring to? That is, of course, Mark Davis, an Imagineer who created the story and many of the characters for the Haunted Mansion. So we had a few uh, a few people get this one right. But here's a trivia question that's just going to be a stab in the dark. I'm not looking for the month, but I am looking for the year Here's for this answer. What year did Matt last go to Walt Disney World to enjoy the parks? We, we know he had to go for work at some point. We know he's been to Disney Springs. I'm talking about going into the parks. As a guest of Walt Disney World, you can tweet us at Mendu WW Podcast or email us at Mendu WW at gmail.com. Again, the question is what year did Matt last go to Walt Disney World for a vacation? All right. Well, yeah. So thank you for that. And uh yeah, definitely get your guesses in. It was not nineteen eighty five, although it feels like it sometimes. Uh Matt, I I I don't think well, he knows what Mickey's Fill Her Magic is, so I mean that gives you a that gives you a clue. It was after that. So uh also don't forget our Patreon if you guys are interested in that. Patreon.com slash men do WDW. Uh we we do have an extra episode every week on there. And we've we've kind of gotten to the habit of releasing this every other week and then having the Patreon every week. So if you guys are interested in more contact more content, excuse me, definitely check us out there, patreon.com slash mendowdw. All right, well, that's all we've got for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at mendowdwpodcast. 
Have any suggestions, questions, comments, please tweet us or email us at mendowww at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.